Welcome to E4H Speaks, our in-house podcast featuring E4H team members who keep our firm elevated through talent, commitment, and passion for healthcare design. I'm your host, Trisha Fong, and today I have the pleasure of speaking with Ivanya Rivera, our Forward Diversity and Design Scholarship recipient and architecture intern in our New York office. Ivanya recently graduated from Syracuse University with a bachelor's in architecture. She will attend Cornell University in the fall to pursue a master's in science in matter design computation. Welcome, Ivanya. Hi, Tricia. Thank you so much for for a wonderful introduction. I have had such a great experience here at the E4H office in New York City and look forward to continuing this conversation and sharing some more stories about my experience here as well as how much I've contributed for the forward diversity and design position. Wonderful. So Ivanya, tell me a little bit about your background. How did you get into design? That's a wonderful question. Um, I'm a very detailed oriented person and have always liked to draw, sketch, and I've always been a fan of problem solving. So going into high school, I thought I wanted to pursue civil engineering, but I quickly realized I was more interested in the design aspect of construction. I also had a strong yearning for problem solving at a young age, and I knew I wanted to contribute to addressing climate change, which led me into architecture with the intention of improving aspects of the building industry. So what kind of things do you like to draw? So I I have a very varied taste when it comes to sketching. Um, Some of it incorporates architecture, but then a lot of it is very much engaged with whatever I'm researching or doing at, at the moment. Um, I've noticed that a lot of my thesis interest has delved into my uh, my sketches. So since I'm growing mycelium or playing around with new materials, that tends to infiltrate a lot of my designing. Wonderful. And why did you initially want to pursue civil engineering? So I had a strong background in mathematics and physics, especially in high school. And I thought that um, academia would greatly influenced my interest, my career path. I was very much uh, STEM oriented, but when I was very much introduced to that field, I noticed that I liked designing and interacting with everyday people um, and who I'm going to be designing for. Fantastic. It's interesting that you brought up STEM. Was there someone who influenced you? Not specifically to pursue STEM, I was introduced into uh, technical high schools at a very young age, so I I was very motivated to apply. Uh, But before attending university, my older brother studied architecture at the time, which was my great inspiration to pursue design. And watching him, as well as helping him with some of his projects, made me feel somewhat envious. I, I couldn't believe that his studios considered this as work, a workload. Not that it's not but it's something that I just wanted to be doing every single day because I just found it entertaining and interesting. During my undergraduate years, I came across Mary Oxman's work and became enthralled with her research in material ecology. Her research sparked my interest in exploring bio-based materials and bio-inspired fabrication processes that influenced my, my overall thesis. I focused on impermanent microtextures with bio-welding as a methodology of construction for mycelium. It very much aided my interest in addressing climate change and 
focusing on sustainable materials. Who is Neri Oxman? So Neri Oxman is a theorist and she focuses a lot of her work on research and exploring new bio-based materials. She studied at MIT and leads a, a couple of the uh, lab studio labs there. And I very much want to follow in a similar path, which is greatly why I um, chose to pursue a master's of science at Cornell. So Ivanya, why healthcare architecture? There are so many different fields in architecture, but healthcare architecture is really a very interesting one. I think it takes a lot of commitment to narrow in on one specific program. And healthcare drew the most attention to me because of the notion that effective healthcare depends on the effectiveness of architecture being uh, constructed. I understand that there's this agency to reframe the focus towards how the wellness of patients is heavily impacted by the spaces that we shape. And I felt that there was a greater mission to incorporate an optimal environment for the recuperation of patients. So that dialogue that one has with clients and the people, the end users of the spaces just creates a much more enriched experience when it comes to becoming a designer. Whereas if I'm working for residential spaces or commercial spaces, I feel like you lose that connectivity and understanding of who you're actually designing for. Tell us more about your experience as an intern in the New York City office. My experience in the New York City office has been quite enriching, especially with the different types of projects that I've assisted with. Uh, One in particular, two OR spaces and an EP lab. And this project consisted of very much laying out different equipment and understanding the flow of patients as well as end user patients and uh, the doctors using the spaces. And I thought it was quite a complex conversation between the client, the architects, and the consultants, which produced many obstacles while designing, but it also changed my the way that I think of design because it's no longer just about aesthetics. There's much more at stake. You're producing an ambient environment for everyone. And at the end of the day, even the color that you choose, the type of material that you choose can impact the way that someone feels within a space. These little details that for many people tend to overlook can produce a completely different environment. What is your favorite part of the design process? I would say the favorite, my favorite part of the design process is when I reach that epiphany moment after multiple iterations and finally realize the premise of the overall work or the intentions. Because in the beginning, we tend to kind of get inclined or pushed towards a certain image. And we don't really know why certain materials or certain um, design layouts are chosen from the start. But then as we start talking with clients or we start fixating on certain details, we realize, wait, there is a reason why we're doing, um, why we chose this layout in the first place. And I think that very much stems from my tendency to be a post-rationalist, where I have a design in the beginning, and then through the iterations, I very much hone in on why I'm doing these certain moves from the beginning. 
What advice can you give young designers entering the studies of architecture? I think that question would very much stem into what inspires me. Three mindsets that I like to follow are um, something that I wish I would have told myself when I was younger. Um, The first one is the fear of falling into a career path that I do not enjoy and one that I have no control over. That very much dictates a lot of the decisions that I make in academia or when I'm choosing to work for a new firm as an intern or maybe a full-time job. I feel like in high school, I always felt that pressure to pursue career paths such as engineering, medicine, or computer science, something related to STEM because they were highly rewarded. However, I always knew that I wanted to one day work at a job where I loved going to every day. And even though the idea of pursuing research in architecture doesn't seem conventional, I know that if you if I work hard towards it and I'm passionate about it, it'll benefit me in the long run. The second one is iterating over and over again, because through iteration, you build character. and It allows you to refine your path. And the way that I deal with failure or rejection is extremely important. I found that I reflected on the ways that if I won second place in a competition or if I didn't place at all, um, if I didn't get accepted to what I would consider a dream school, I learned that it's always about producing more and more work and just keep working at 110%. Because I remember this one quote that one of my professors told me, it takes 100 to 1000 sketches to get that one great sketch. So if you don't keep producing, you're just not going to get that one great moment and epiphany moment. And so iteration is definitely key. And the third one is not knowing everything in terms of what my career path or academic pursuit entails. And I think that that's something that a lot of um, incoming high school students or anyone at whatever age should, shouldn't be afraid of. And I think the reason is because pursuing a passion and working hard at it every day allows you to open numerous doors and not knowing brings a sort of freedom. Ivanya, you are the Forward Diversity and Design Scholarship winner. Tell us more about your insights into diversity, equity, and inclusion, and what work you've done to help foster this initiative at E4H and in general. At E4H, I was the Forward champion as well, and I used that time to, or that position to give a presentation on the importance of diversity, especially that transition from diversity in a school setting as opposed to diversity in the workforce or how that carries over. And a lot of the things that I honed in on was the importance of young designers making connections, networking, and doing the right things at the right time. And I think that bringing that awareness opens up a a larger discussion as to how we can start reaching out to those young designers because they, they don't necessarily know that these opportunities are available to them. I shared my experience in college and how I very much surrounded myself around these opportunities. So I would reach out to groups like NOMAS or Women's Network to find an interesting niche or like-minded people, minorities who are also looking to hone in on certain opportunities, see what's available to them. 
and very much relate to the different struggles that we face. I know a lot of the conversations are, I can't afford materials. I can't afford all these different programs uh, that we're expected to have on our computers. Some people didn't have computers. A lot of students couldn't work in the U.S. because they were abroad um, or they, they were international students and it conflicted with their visa. Uh, some other students didn't have the financial stability to take on internships that weren't paid. So there were a lot of issues that we needed to discuss and are very much hidden under a rug until we bring them about in academia, talk to d the dean or talk to professors about this and become transparent about the issues that we're facing, even if it's a difficult conversation to have. And I definitely wanted to bring awareness to this because it's a conversation that has been going on for, for years now. Um, it's not new, it's, and it's something that should be addressed. I noticed that when I joined a lot of these um, organizations in college, I, I was able to change the way that I thought about pursuing a career path. And you're not taught, a, taught this in college. It's something that if you surround yourself around organizations like NOMAS, they will kind of clear that for you. I learned that if there's a lecture or certain events, you talk to the lecturer. Even if you're shy, it's not about showing off what you know. It's about seeing where they're working and seeing if you want to end up working there or in the long run, if that, if that could interest you. Um, the professors that, we're, that we currently have or uh, our thesis advisors, they work at, they have their own lives and have their own firms. And just having them as a professor, as a connection, can eventually lead you to your next job or can open up opportunities for research or any other um, interests that you might have. Ivanya, I really want to thank you for all that you've done for our initiative forward, being a champion as part of a, gr a smaller group and having those discussions, presenting to the firm overall, your voice is very important. <clears throat> and I think that allowing our firm to hear your voice has benefited us in, in our recruitment process and understanding our younger staff. And I really want to thank you for that. I want to say thank you for giving me the platform to be able to voice not only my struggles or the way that I have kind of paved my career path, but also the voices of many others from NOMAS or people that I've connected with in uh, my years in academia. Uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you, Ivanya, for joining us today. It's interesting to learn about your journey. We're excited to hear what leads you next. This is Trisha Fong with E4H Speaks, our podcast which highlights our talented team members who foster our mission to design environments to enhance healing, advance health research, and elevate hope.